When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbid DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. It's radio from a woman's perspective with Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, and I'm Angelique. MC Light is here to talk about 50 years of hip-hop. This is Cafe Mocha. On the line. She's the problem. <laughs> the name of the album is I'm the Problem. K. Michelle is joining us. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. You haven't been here before, have you? No, I haven't. Well, you got to play with us. Tell us about the album. Yes. <laughs> yes um, I'm poking. You know, I'm just kind of poking. I, um, since I got in the game, I've always been very outspoken. And I might have been more outspoken than people would like. But, like, through years um, and being in the game for now, like, um, until we celebrated 10 years in the game. Okay. And just being through all of that and going through it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to name the album I'm the Problem. Because no matter yeah. how much you grow and no matter how much you show, it's still going to be people who are going to remind you of the mistakes that you have made, you know, yeah. in your life. So, mm-hmm. so instead of just, you know, running from no, 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 and trying to always explain yourself, I'm going to let you think what you need to think. And I'm going to do what I need to do. I love the title, first of all, because, of course, I've, you know, been able to be one of your castmates on Love and Hip Hop and, and uh, Problems, uh-huh. it seems like, followed Love and Hip Hop artists and, you know, forever. I think it's just because the world uh-huh. sees you in a different light. When you say I am the problem, what do you feel was the problem? I think it was growing pains. I don't think there's a manual on how to become a woman mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like a manual on how to get thrown into the public eye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how you're supposed to react and supposed to feel. And I feel like um, a lot of my problems that I had with in, in the industry, I remember when I spoke out about my abuse and it was so crazy. I never thought that I would become the problem for speaking on my abuse. Mm. And I think that was my first hatred that started to build up in me. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't have an awful life and things like that. I didn't, I didn't have hate for people or hate for things. I How did you learn to let it go? Like, I haven't. I see, if you want me to be honest with you, um, I don't let it beat me up every day. But some, like doing interviews now for the album, I realize that I'm still triggered by some of the questions or some of the things that you know have happened in the business i might not have i might have thought i was over them but maybe i was just tucked away and you know i didn't really want to come out in public or sing or be bothered so maybe that healing that i thought i had to heal that hate maybe mm-hmm. i thought it maybe it's not healing maybe you were just numb and away from things yeah, yeah it's maybe like it's part of your journey like, you're, you're being so yeah. fearless doing this country music. I mean, that that's that's mm-hmm. pushing through right there. You've gotten a lot of criticism. You've gotten a lot of people yes. not really 
digging. I mean, how's that been on going country? Oh, I love the song, by the way. Thank you. And it, but if I'm saying it's true, even about country, we like to beat each other up as a race. And we beat each other down so badly. It's like once mm. one thing happens with us in the African-American community, the first thing we want to holler is cancel. Yeah. I watch other cultures and different things still stick together, even when they know they're wrong. For so long, I was told I could not sing country because of Basically, I guess how they saw the country singer supposed to look, it can't be because of how I grew up, because that's exactly who I am and grew up. And um, going into country, it's always my people that tell me a lot that I couldn't do country. Also, don't get it twisted. It's not a lot of us in country music. Right. I had never yeah. completely walked into that. I was just told I was going to have a hard time. And for the past Two years I've been just creating a project there, paying my dues, starting over as a new artist. And country, the country music industry has been so embracing and healing mm. for me. They have been there. It's been about my talent. It's been not about, they don't know about no love and hip hop. They don't care. Like it's only been based in my talent in Nashville. That's been kind of one of the happiest moments for me. Like, you know, for Dolly Parton, she wrote me a record. I have a record on my album from Dolly. Billy Ray Cyrus took me in. My other idol, Leanne Womack, that's my favorite. That's And she came to my home. We went out to dinner. She's like a mentor. Um, the Judd, the Rolling Stones just announced that I'm on the Judd tribute album. Um, oh, nice. With Jelly Roll and Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre and... I grew up, the first tape I ever got in my entire life was The Judd. And um, it's a full circle moment for me to, for Naomi to pass, God rest her soul, for her, mm-hmm. Naomi to pass, and my favorite song that I ever have sang that made me want to be a country singer, what are the mm-hmm. chances that I would be singing it years later for the artist tribute? album who's passed that particular song wow. right. i think that's crazy like i didn't <laughs> ask for that record yeah. i didn't even ask for it like how do you circle moment like, yeah so i'm hyped y'all like it's a whole community of, of, of african americans in nashville who are really fighting and trying to pave the way and that get overlooked from their own and it's a whole community like, and they're really talented and amazing. So I just feel like I kind of entered into a tribe right now that is, mm. that is good for me. I love I it. Love I love it. it. Yeah. I love it for you. I love it for you. I love it for you. We've been loving her for a long time. K. Michelle, new album, I'm the Problem. I'm the Problem. Tell them where they can find you and the new single and album. You guys can find me at K. Michelle Music. I've just been putting out a lot of singles just because it is my last R&B album. So you can listen to Blame Yourself everywhere, all on Apple um, and different places. And I'll be seeing y'all soon on a new TV show. I can't wait to see you. Thank you. I love y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you so much, K. Michelle. Congratulations. It's Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, and me, Angelique, on the line. Our girl, MC Light. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Well, thank you so much, Hootie Hoo. You know, Light, let's get into this. I was able to see the most wonderful show, um, the Grammys Salute to Hip Hop, 50 Years of Hip Hop, and you were a part of it, Yo-Yo was a part of it, everybody, just, it was a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. tell me, what was your thoughts 
on the whole the whole show in general? Oh my goodness! Well, once they told me, I think it was more than forty artists. I was like, oh my god, how are you gonna make this work? But you know, uh, behind the building. It was like a row of best trailers. You can walk down any given trailer. Matter of fact, I took a walk to go to Dougie Fresh's trailer and ran into Public Enemy and Cypress Hill. And I mean, everybody was there and it felt so good. It was like a, a much needed family reunion. And I know we do it a lot at these award shows where we're able to see a whole bunch of people we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. But this was next level hip hop just dripping all over the place. <laughs> And it was produced by Jesse Collins and the Grammy um, board. Um, And I thought they did an excellent, excellent job of putting everybody together. Behind the scenes, though, was it was it was it was it egos? What was happening? Was anything happening behind the scenes? You know, what's interesting is, no, I feel like everybody wanted to be a part of it and kind of just went with the flow of things. You know, when they said when they call and say, we don't we want you to do this song and we only want you to do this much of it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, the, the point of the matter is it's so much that needs to be handled in a show like that. And you are absolutely right. Big ups to Jesse Collins and the whole crew, uh, Harvey Mason Jr., who is the, I, I can't even say newly appointed, the most recently appointed president of the Academy. Um, I just think they did a fantastic job working it out. And of course, all of the performances, I think, were produced by Questlove, along with LL Cool J and everybody kind of weighing into what was going to make the most fabulous show. And I think they did a great job. I didn't see any egos. That wasn't my experience. Everybody fell in line with what was needed. Now, of course, I got a call from Fatima and she said, Light, I got some dance steps for you. Can I I get you to do them? I said, you will not get an agreement until I see them. So send me a video because you know MC Light don't dance. I I got a meaningful step, but that's as much as I get. But you've been throwing it out the window looking back at it. Stop it. You've been working Yo, 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 You've been working yo, yo, hard. You. You've been working. I've no, seen no. you throw it out the window a little bit. Like, don't don't try to play no. me out. Listen, yeah, that's here's what I want to ask you. Like, <laughs> here's I love what, it. And, and I love it. Here's what I want to ask you. You know, for me, it it was it was such a beautiful experience. And I was telling everybody that they should get tickets to this event. Uh, which is airing on December the 10th on CBS because it was one of those kind of moments where you have the outer body experience where you're not just the artist, you are the fan. Was there anybody there that you fanned out about? Oh my goodness. Uh, You know, lots of people, but the moment that took it away from me was seeing Will Smith and LL Cool J on the stage at the same time. I don't think I've ever seen them in the same space at the same time. So Uh to me, that was like two of the greatest. They, They were on my walls. You know, Fresh Print and LL were part of my hip hop lineup on my walls next to Dougie Fresh and Heavy D and all of the rest of them. So to me, that was the moment. And then when you take a look back at the picture, you've got so many wonderful moments that existed that night. And, you know, I hope that people tune in to check it out. I think it's uh, it's a really nice way to cap off the 50th year of hip hop. Definitely. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Our sister, MC Light. We're talking about Grammy Salute to Hip Hop. 50 Years of Hip Hop, which is going to air on CBS December the 10th. Talking mm-hmm. about 50 years MC Light, you and Yo-Yo are a handful of women who are still there. I mean, can you take us back to the early years of hip-hop and some of your memories? Oh, yeah. I mean, with hip-hop, 
you know, Yo-Yo and I, we were signed to the same record label at the same time. I, I mean, I might have gotten there a couple of years prior to her, but for the bulk of our careers at this particular record label, we were there at the same time. And so we have some of the same experiences, you know, going to BET in D.C. and doing Pump It Up with D out in, you know, Los Angeles. And there are some markers that we share together. And then there's a whole side of New York with Latin quarters and Union Square and the roller skating rinks and just all of the places where we were able to hear hip hop and feel closely connected that I cherish the most. Those are the memories that, quite frankly, we get paid to talk about. So where's my check? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) At Latin Quarters is where I saw Salt and Pepper perform, you know, where they had red hoodies on and these big old gold chains. I saw Rakim and Eric B perform there and the Fresh Prince. And I saw Chuck D and Flavor Flav perform at Latin Quarters on that stage when he did My Uzi Weighs a Ton. It's just so many memorable moments that I will cherish forever. Definitely. And now you've moved on up. Um, you have become our voice for uh, everything. I mean, everything. It. It's like I don't I don't want an award show. I don't want an event unless I hear that calming, soothe voice of <laughs> MC Light. Seriously. Um, You're so <laughs> no, seriously. It's the truth. How did you get into that? Uh, well, Ma- Malcolm Jamal Warner, who's a really good friend of mine. Matter of fact, we, he and I went back and forth yesterday. Um, and he was one that was a real, a real one. You know, I asked him about voiceover and he said, listen, like, here's my agent's number. I called his agent. I got into a, a workshop really quickly. The agent came by and saw what I was capable of, asked the teacher, was I worth the time and energy? She said yes. And that there it began, began the whole career for me in VO, but as it relates to the, excuse me, the award shows, I do believe that Jesse Collins was a part of that early process when they did VH1 Hip Hop Honors, and I had some voiceover stuff that I did in that show, and I think because of the very first VH1 Hip Hop Honors, they used a bit of that same production team when they slid over to do the BET Awards, so I think that's really how it started. And, you know, many of these producers do many shows. And so because of the experience, I could get in and out and get it done. And I think right now it's not just because I'm MC Light that I've been able to keep, you know, keep doing it. I think it's because of the level of professionalism. And I show up and I get it done quickly because I've done it so long. They don't have to retool or reteach someone new. So thank God for knowing what to do. You, yeah. you know what I'm going to ask you, Light? 50 years of hip-hop sure. and being such an icon and a legend in music with such um, the history behind you, is there anything that you say to yourself like, wow, you know, th- that's something new? Or do you, I mean, are you still learning? Like, what are you still learning? Like, what have you come to grips with after the, you know, after being in the game for so long? Um, well, you know, what's so crazy is this morning I'm spending so much time on publishing and royalty rights. And, you know, if, if I could have only knew then what I know now, and I would just say to anybody, not just in this business, but any business, if you could just learn the ins and outs, uh, specifically as an artist, whether you draw art, paint, 
sing, rap, whatever it is, to know the ins and outs of what it is that you do so that you can be, you know, properly compensated for it at, at some point in your life. And so I find that I'm still learning things that make this, make this engine run. And it's not that I don't want anyone else to get paid, because let's face it, no one else is going to get involved and push and promote unless they too can assure themselves that they're going to have a check at the end of the day. But I think really understanding that this is a full circle business and everyone has to be compensated properly. So I'm still learning, yes. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, MC Light, our girl. Um, you have this this wonderful business sense. I want to talk about something that you're doing that I'm excited about. You have joined the Broadway Bound Wiz as a co-producer uh, yourself and also Common. How exciting is that? I already got my tickets. Yeah, it, it's extremely exciting. I mean, I... Um... I grew up during that that whole era, so it feels good to become a part of it. And you know, my mom used to take me to the plays. She had a a friend who they called him Prince. He had black and white. Well, he wasn't that Prince. It was a different Prince. He had black and white <laughs> hair, very dark skinned guy, short as I remember it. And he worked as a doorman at the Majestic Theater. And he had friends, and you know they were in a union, so all of the theaters were ran by a team of doormen and they would let us in to go see the show so every Tuesday I would invite someone from my block and my mother would take us to see theater and nice. for me and I always wanted to when I saw people on stage I said to myself I want to be a part of performance I love the adoration the lights the cameras the action and so to now get a chance to be an, an executive producer of the Wiz feels like a miracle. You know, it's like God is bringing things full circle back again. And yeah, I'm on my way to Chicago this weekend to see it again because I, I went to opening night in Baltimore at the Hippodrome, the original theater that it showed in uh, many, many moons ago. But it feels great. And we're going to Broadway. And yeah, this is my, my first time in this sort of space. And I think I'm just getting started. I when, love it. When is it going to Broadway? I believe March is when it starts. Yeah, I already got my ticket, so. <laughs> it's coming to LA, so I'm definitely going to catch it. And I, I always go to Broadway for things like that. It's starring um, our girl, Deborah Cox, and a host of mm -hmm. other people. And Deborah, mm -hmm. you know, she really puts the work in. I'm so happy for her to be back on Broadway. And I'm happy that you're one of the executive producers. Now, before we let you go, we're talking to MC Light. Um, let's talk about your uh, your business partnership with Dr. Lynn Richardson. Um, I see you all the time when we do the Women's Expo, and you're always helping, giving great financial advice to uh, to sisters. Let's talk a little bit more about that, if you can expound on it. Absolutely. And you know, I missed you the last time I actually saw you. You were about 20 feet away from me, but I was getting over a cold. I had a mask on my face, and the only time I took the mask off was when I was actually on the stage. Oh. So yes, I get. Yeah, I do get to see you often, and that's wonderful. I, I like running into you. And you know, Angelique, I miss you. I have not seen you in forever and a day. I miss so you I'll too. I always say I'm going to call you, and then I figure you don't want to hear and from me, so I don't. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. You better call me. That's me. So, yeah, but that's me. Is, 
I saw you on Queen of the South and I did cartwheels. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. This uh, next month, we start up Angel again. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Manny Haley, who has the Amani Media Group, we did three episodes of a show called Angel. It's on BET+. But uh, more importantly, we're going in to do five more to make a whole season. And I play a detective named Detective Monroe. She's a fun character, so maybe you guys could tap into that. But as it relates to Lynn Richardson, um, she's really taught me, you know, what it is to have a business as opposed to just a loan-out company. And, you know, for those listening that don't know what a loan-out company is, it's just like people running around calling themselves CEOs, but they don't do anything. And in hip-hop, that's rampant. Everybody's a CEO, but... Really, she has put me in deep training to be responsible and accountable for someone who wants more than just being in front of the microphone or in front of the camera. And she's taught me what sisterhood is about. So we've been able to give money away to folks attending school and furthering their education with Hip Hop Sisters Foundation. We've been able to, you know, executive produce our first television show with AMC All Black Networks. Um, we've, we've just been able to accomplish a lot. And those are, those are the blaring things out in the front, but there's so much more that we do on a day-to-day as it relates to management and helping others and, and production and development and things of that nature. So, yeah, thank you, Lynn Richardson. She, I call her the COO of my life. You know, she happens to also be a minister, so I, I take what she says. I put value upon it. And she's really taught me what sisterhood is. You know, that's what life is about. You know, like we, it's about Mm -hmm. us celebrating each other. It's about us having partnerships. It's about us growing and helping each other. And you definitely um, show that you're an actress, you're a entrepreneur, you're a director, you're an MC, and I'm proud to call you my sister. Happy holidays. I love you you so much. Happy holidays. Thank you so much, ladies. Keep on kicking it. Uh, Big up. Much respect to Sheila. And I love Cafe Mocha. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Okay, now. Love you. I love you. Make sure you check out the Grammys 50th anniversary salute to hip hop, which airs Sunday at 830 on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, 
MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. Radio from a woman's perspective. We call it Cafe Mocha with comedian and Emmy Award winning talk show host Lonnie Love, legendary rapper Yo-Yo, and me. I'm the producer, Angelique. We're talking about the Grammy Salute to Hip Hop airing Sunday on CBS. Lonnie, go ahead. You know, we were talking about the um, Grammy's Salute to 50 Years of Hip Hop, and uh, we have a star that was a participant of the show and she was sitting in no 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 she was sitting in the second (laughs) row she was sitting in the second row and as soon as i went to the audience who do i see partying like a rock star girl (laughs) you had the crowd around you the people was going i was i didn't even see you because all i saw was the i felt the energy first and then i saw you i was like wait he was like yo yo wait i was like i was like oh my god it was a good time. I was in the audience with Yo-Yo's two daughters. Um, and when I tell you we partied and we had a good time, I mean, I didn't know what to expect the whole show because, yeah. you know, it's like, but the first thing that you see is the stage. The yeah. stage was phenomenal. It had that hip hop feel to it. And um, um, I want to know, like, what was happening backstage for you, Yo-Yo? You know what, Lonnie? The Everybody, it was like a big family reunion. Every energy was humbled. Every energy, I saw excitement. There was a lot of people. I mean, people that, you know, normally celebrities in this industry, they want to have this kind of tone to themselves, meaning that they don't, they want to go in their own space and, and be by themselves. The beauty of this was I was seeing Chuck grabbing Cypress Hill. I was seeing uh, Too Short grab YG. I mean, it was such a family reunion where no one stayed in their cabin. The security that Jesse Collins Productions had put together was immaculate it just seemed like we were just everyone was out of their trailers for once you know normally you walk down these trailers you don't see anybody everybody was out it was such great energy i'm telling you i was in disneyland literally who are you most excited to see i was i was happy to see cypress hill being from the west coast we never get a chance to see cypress hill and they have made such an impact in hip-hop so to see that they were being represented felt so good to me um i mean i just loved seeing jermaine dupree walk up the stairs while we're heading to rehearsal and grabbing all the artists and then you know it felt so good to see so many people being embracing this art form that we have all helped create and I didn't feel like there was any egos I felt like we could all be fans and fan out without it feeling like hey give me one second let me you know you know so I thought it was really exciting I was I was in a class they they had a real good mix um Angie of old 
uh, school hip hop and new school. Um, you had people from Tyga and Rick Ross. You had yeah. Gorilla. You had Dougie Fresh. You had Public Enemy. You had JJ Fad. I uh-huh. mean, you know, you had Speech. It's like it was over forty artists that oh, they yes, had. Speech. Oh my God! Sorry to cut you off, Lonnie. But seeing Speech <laughs> when we were checking in to get, I think I haven't seen Speech in so long. And to see Diggable Planet, my girl from Digg- Diggable Planets, to see her, it was such a great vibe. You just don't get that kind of energy. All of us in one space. It was a great lineup, like you said, young and old. And to see, I said, Oh my God! Literally, almost twenty years. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Yo-Yo about the Grammy salute to 50 years of hip hop. Now you performed um, yes. and you had a, you know, like there were some people, there's a little shorter. Yours, I'm going to brag. It was a performance. Tell us how did you prepare for that? Listen, I love Jesse Collins. I know him back from my radio days. Um, I watched uh, he's just a great producer. His team is amazing. I love working with Fatima and um, Erica. Well, tell the people what what song did you perform and what I, you look you, like. You, you can't play with my yo-yo. I didn't <laughs> want to come out there with Hey, listen, the energy, and I'm telling you, the energy, Lonnie, and I know, I, I, my daughter said, do you ever get tired of performing that song? And I said, literally, I don't, because the more love I, I built within myself, the more I have to like give out when I'm performing. And just the preparation that I had for this event was so exciting. I mean, I've never, ever, without a budget, went and spent that much money on my wardrobe, makeup, hair, you know, the whole nine I wanted to be perfect. I I knew I was going to be in front of my peers and people that I hadn't seen in a long time. So I came out there like a, like the West coast representative that I am. Cafe Mocha represent you, Lonnie and Angelique and (laughs) Sheila. Everybody who's watching and listening to us on the air, I came out representing us. So you can watch it December the 10th, CBS. It is one of the best. A lot of my friends are turning 50. It is one of the best shows that you can see on CBS. It is hip hop at its finest, no matter what place you come in at it. And yeah, I think it's going to be great. Lonnie, listen, and I can guarantee you the TV is going to be on Lonnie. Lonnie was partying. I said, God, you know, Lonnie, you know, Lonnie got this kind of, Lonnie a little bougie, low key. But Lonnie was in there partying. I was like, what? I didn't know, you know, um, Alex got me tickets. And he was like, I, I think I'll be able to get you some tickets. I said, oh, okay, well, I'll sit in the audience. And I was, when I saw where they put me I was like oh the camera was right and I was like okay now I'm gonna have to dance but I didn't have to because it was songs that I remember growing up it was songs that I mean and it wasn't like you get into it and then here come another one then here come another one I mean that's just how great it was but also um let's talk about without giving it away but there was a wonderful in memoriam that they did um during the show did you get to see it yo-yo no I, I didn't see it we went back to the back we went back to our, our cabins by then okay the well there's a wonderful in memoriam during the show that you do not want to miss and i'm pretty sure once it airs it will be all over social media i think that that was so great um and this is what happens when you have i'm going to just say a black producer black producers yeah. <laughs> Hosting it's a like, black event, listen, you, you know, know? <laughs> yes, because it was it was it was a really nice touch 
too, yeah. because we've lost so many in hip hop. And it wasn't just your standard, you know, like uh, Tupac and Big. Right. No, it was like pe- everybody that's <laughs> been in it. And it was, it, and it turned out not to be a sad in memoriam. It was yeah. more of a, um, it's a celebration, which yeah. I really appreciated it. We're talking about uh, Grammy's Salute to Hip Hop, which is airing on CBS December the 10th. Yes. On CBS, Yo Yo is in it. Um, you have Queen Latifah. Yes, so many. Yo Yo, Luda. What's up, yeah? <laughs> What's up, Luda? It's Yo Yo, Angelique, our producer from Cafe Mocha, and Lonnie Love is also one of the hosts. All good. Well, first and foremost, it's an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, I got a lot of my DNA when it comes to the Yo Yo side of things, and yeah. everybody else I re- love and respect. So, man, it's an it's an honor. How are you? I'm going to let you guys have your moment. I mean, what did coming up, you know, as a DJ and an aspiring rapper and actor, what did Yo-Yo mean to you when you heard her music, when, you know? Uh Uh-oh. I'm just saying. Oh, no, that's great. It's a great (laughs) question, shoot, especially from a man who has all daughters and trying to empower them and, you know, let let them know about self-confidence and, uh, I think that when I was young and, and I was looking at Yo-Yo, I just loved how in- extremely confident she was about herself. And just, you just honestly, honestly, you could just tell she stood for something. It's those eyes, you you know, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. So she has those, she has those mesmerizing eyes, but a demeanor unlike any other female I'd ever seen. And so watching her and and what she spoke about and you could tell she meant every single word that came out of her mouth is exactly what we needed in the industry in order to pave the way for everything that's going on you know right now and 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 then some so i was just blown away and before i could even speak and verbalize it to the to the way that i am now i I understood it when i saw it at that time i love that dog agrees listen i know my dog (laughs) luda i love you i've watched you your your entire career and it's such an honor to see how far hip hop has come. We've come into the game where when I started, journalists were saying, is hip hop here to stay? And you are a great example that hip hop is here to stay. Karma's World is something that you've been working on, I think, for a long time. I remember back in, was it 2012? Uh, you released an album, I think, that featured your daughter with some educational songs. Yeah, you then, you hit the nail on the head. This was, I think it was, it was even before that. I've been working on this 14 years, but to answer wow. your question, that's how it started out. It was a website and it was an educational website and that was kind of like phase one of it. So she was six years old when we started doing this because she always used to come in my studio and ask, you know, she would say she wanted to rap and she would mm-hmm. interrupt me doing my music and I would always kick her out, but she was so consistent that one day I had to sit her down and talk to her and say, if you want to do music, you got to talk about what goes on in your life because daddy talks about what goes on in his and I'm a narrator of that and for her it was obviously about school and an occasional play and so we birthed this whole idea of karma's world if every me saying that isn't a testament to right. you know never giving up and believing in yourself because it took 14 years as I always call it, to fail better and better each time in order to bring it to fruition to what it is today and I don't know what better to tell people I just stuck with it and never gave up so here's your dose of espresso Strong, hot news now. This is The Espresso. I'm Angelique. Jewish actress Julianne Margulies did not make any new black friends with this statement. The Jews were the ones that walked side by side with the blacks to fight for their rights. Jews died for their cause. 
The fact that the entire black community isn't standing with us says either they just don't know or they've been brainwashed. Meanwhile, TV host Jeannie Mai went on the Jennifer Hudson show to talk about her divorce from Jeezy. At the time when I found out, you know, at the same time as the rest of the world that my marriage was ending in divorce, I was gutted. Jeezy says she's a lie about being blindsided. Just ask their marriage counselor. And come Christmas Day, Fantasia is returning to her role as Ms. Seeley. But I knew that when I saw Color Purple, me and Seeley had a lot in common. I was young, and I remember watching her, and I was like, wow. That's the espresso. It means so much because, like you said, me being a young girl in the industry, it matters what men think about us. Whether we like it or not, whether women want to say it doesn't matter, it matters. When you have support, you're a girl's dad without a doubt, which means a lot to a lot of people. What motivated you to want to encourage your daughter to be a part of what you have going on? How important was that for you? Well, that's, that's really a great question because, you know, at six years old, I, when she made that decision, I wasn't thinking that she was going to stick with that for the rest of her life, but mm-hmm. I had to take her serious at that moment. She has since gone on and kind of like obviously changed her mind about certain things, but look <laughs> at what that conversation and me taking her serious has come to. And now mm-hmm. if she ever wants to fall back, apart from certain things she's doing, she, you know, she always loves the creative aspect of music and, and television and animation. So that is the goal to have something for all of my, not only my daughters, my entire family, if they so choose to come work with this entity that I've created as a brand that continues to expand and they have that option. Um, so there you have it. It's just like, it, it meant everything to take her serious. You should take everybody serious, you know, that you love and that you cherish and somebody from your family, even if it means just having that conversation and you let them show you how serious they are after you have that conversation with them. Right. The, the cartoon is adorable. absolutely adorable what kind of feedback have you gotten because i remember when it came on netflix i do cartoon voices and so i see it and every time i see a little cartoon i click on like oh my god and then when i saw your name okay i'm loving (laughs) this but what's been the response from kids from the industry from parents Man, from kids, it's been overwhelming because there's a lesson, and obviously in every single episode, and, and it's not, it's not trying to drill it down. You, it's basically music driven, but there's a moral, and it's what actual kids are going through right now, which I feel like we need more now than ever. Real life situations, and a lot of them are based on things that Karma actually went through in her life, which is why I feel like kids are resonated with it so much. But to answer your question about parents, the number one thing I get from parents is I wish I had this when I was a kid, but uh-huh. I'm glad that I have it now. So, you know, this is one of those things that's, that's bringing parents and kids together and, and some of those hard conversations to have. That's the number one way that I'm able to teach my children is we'll watch a movie together and then they have so many questions based on what happened in the movie and we're able to open that dialogue because obviously my kids are, you know, they're not going to get in certain situations immediately when it comes to what's going on on the street so I have to teach them by watching these situations and then telling yeah. them what to do if they were to get in them so to answer your question that's basically what it is it's, it's, it's showing and proving and, and literally just real life because that's what animation and, and that's literally what uh, art is supposed to be about imitation of real talking life about, talking about art imitating life 
that's exactly what it is. Art imitating life. We talked about it so much. That's the show. If you want to hear the full interview with MC Light, it's on our podcast at Mocha Podcast Network or by streaming wherever you get your podcasts at Cafe Mocha Radio. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Super Radio. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.